Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. Are you feeling a little down? Are you feeling a little... <laughs> I feel like this there's is like, like a like, funk. And it's like... not just the fact that Matt's feet are sitting about four feet from your oh face, Ariel. God. It, you know, it's funny you asked this. It's like it's like the COVID questionnaire before getting the vaccine. It's like, oh, yeah. have you felt depressed lately? Have oh, yeah. you felt this way lately? And all these things. It's like, well, yes, but it, it's not depression. It's just COVID. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I, are you in a funk? Yes. <laughs> my, my happiest time of the day is sitting out outside my garage throwing a kettlebell around. <laughs> what do you think I'm thinking? <laughs> It's a sad existence. It's a sad sad COVID quarantine. So, you know, there's this general issue that we have been seeing on the forums and on the Facebook page. And experiencing. We'll get into that. Um, (laughs) The idea of having this kind of slump. This Yeah, burnout. The burnout. I think burnout's a really good way to describe it. We've been seeing people have these these type of problems. And so we wanted to spend a little bit of time today. Mm Kind of talk about maybe where it's coming from and maybe some ideas and ways uh, to get around it. And wow. Lo and behold, I had a little funk a couple weeks ago, and I didn't know what was going on. I, you know, it was kind of funny that when you brought that the subject up for this episode, that I was like, "Well, wait, yeah, I kind of felt funky a few weeks ago." Happened to us. But before we begin, um, head down in the show notes. We have all the great resources. Um, also, we have our great YouTube channel, which we're starting to put out videos, and where you can see our pretty, pretty faces. Well, mm-hmm. Ariel's pretty face and my oh. my mongoloid face. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, subscribe watch view and ariel's putting out some really cool book reviews we're going to keep putting those out so i think that's going to be great and i think we're going to add in some kind of game play alongs as well and maybe some other fun content we'll see i don't know how far we're going to take it but and eventually when we do the boat schooling no we're going to do boat schooling yeah we'll sail around the world no we're never going to do that okay (laughs) aerial seasickness prevents this (laughs) it always will it always will and if you could thank you reewer number 13 out there who left us a review oh we got a 13th I yes didn't i didn't tell it. you i saw oh, it, was, it was a very nice sweet little review you know thank you i if even just all the people that we interviewed for the show who's now listened to it give us reviews we would we would have numbers <laughs> that's right it's a but uh what if they all are and they're gonna send you some hate mail i they could that is homeschool together podcast at gmail.com yeah no i'm sorry for anyone who's we really appreciate the reviews and and one extra thing i wanted to tell you uh i see so many comments come up in the various facebook groups for build your library and torchlight and blossom and root and homeschooling preschoolers and other free homeschool ideas and just all kinds of things where people have a problem that is directly addressed by one of our episodes and it it hurts me inside that i can't tell people about it i can't say like they're like oh my gosh what do i do am i doing enough for my kindergartner and i'm like oh we have an episode all about that and it breaks it down it gives all this great info and i can't tell that person about it because that's self-promotion and i'm not allowed to do that so i would just ask all of you that are listening if you see something come up and you remember like i think that matt and ariel yammered on about that 
you know, please feel free oh, to... It's a guarantee we've yammered on about I'm sure something. we've yammered on about it. Please, uh, you know, tell that person, hey, you should really check out this podcast. I think they did an episode on it. Our most difficult thing in this is not coming up with content or great interviews because we, we seem to always come up with those. There's tons of great people to talk to. Yeah. Um, it's really just getting the word out and telling people we exist. And there's very few ways that we can actually do that without getting like banned from groups and stuff. So, and, and we don't want to do that, of course, but we really want to help as many people as we can. So we appreciate you all. If you all can be ambassadors for our show, the homeschool together army, brigade army, <laughs> right? Go into we'll the Facebook to, pages. We'll have to send little badges. I don't know. But if you can just tell people that are struggling or have a problem, you know, just, just mention us. We, we super appreciate that. That's, we do. that's how people find out about us. It's all word of mouth. We, you know, mm-hmm. we're not, we don't have a huge advertising budget. We have not done any advertising. Um, so anyway, we just appreciate you. And I wanted to give that special plug. I know we're all out there on the Facebooks, uh, and we see these posts come up where it's, uh, there's something that we've addressed and, you know, you could all help us greatly, um, by just mentioning our humble little podcast. So that's my, that's my soapbox. I'm going to get back, get down off of it. We'll talk about burnout, but all thank right. you everybody. Let's get, let's get into burnout. So Let's talk about a few ways. You know, first thing we always want to understand is the why. Why does something happen? So we can understand where it comes from. Why is it happening to me? And then we can say, okay, I understand where it's coming from or, you know, how it's happening. Then I can attack with, you know, maybe some ideas on how to turn that around. So the first thing let's do about the why. So why, you know, why does burnout happen? So... When I first started putting this together, I was I was going to call it the spring slump because mm. I feel like that's what happened to us. And I've, I'm seeing people post about that and I'm remembering people posted last year about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm thinking, well, okay, it's the time of year when, um, you know, summer's not yet here, but we're out of winter. The weather's starting to get good and we want to go outside and not focus on school. Okay, okay. But then I realized, wait a minute. I think people often talk about this happening in February or late January because we've come off of Christmas and everybody gets back into things in January with good momentum. And then they just kind of meh because it's still winter and, you know, the holidays are gone and their schedule's all messed up. And then, and then I see other people say, oh man, I hit this every year in November because mm-hmm. we've, we've pushed hard through late August and September and October. And by November we're just burned out. So I thought it was kind of a seasonal problem and really burnout can happen at any time. There are lots of various reasons. Obviously the seasons is part of it, but it, it can be a, a variety of different things uh, that could be affecting you. So one of the things, are you moving at a pace that you can't sustain? So for those folks who are burning out in the, mm-hmm. after only doing things for a couple of months, are you pushing so hard that, um, you, you can't keep going, right? There's a or do you have a lot of kids and you're managing, you know, the whole horde of, of children and, and right? It's, is that it's challenging, hard. Right? Well, you know, one of the things that that always happens, right? It's just like with a new job. You know, you have that new car smell. Yeah. So <laughs> you get you get the new job and it's all great and you're learn you're you're still coming up to stretch and then you get into like your second year there and you start to like that honeymoon period wears off and yeah, right. and that can happen here too. And one of the ways that we can kind of sustain ourselves is by making sure that we weren't running so fast Mm -hmm. that we can't sustain that momentum so that's that's one of the issues i saw a great thing about this so should i sing a song no seasons of homeschooling (laughs) (laughs) it's a terrible rendition of rent i'm sorry everyone and math and 
art and reading and manipulative. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw it to Ariel. Go. <laughs> I don't know how I come out of that. You're so silly. Uh, we're recording this very late, everyone. I'm sorry. Um, so I read something really cool about. <laughs> Now I can stuck in the You're so dumb. My husband's so dumb. He's so dumb. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, so, I read something about seasons of homeschooling <laughs> that I thought was great. And it said that in the fall, we're classical homeschoolers. And in the winter, we embrace Charlotte Mason. And in the spring, we're unschoolers. And in the summer, as I said. It's Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> right. So so one of the things that I thought was cool about this is just that burnout can happen because we try to be the same. We, we try to, to use the same formula all year long, and we may need to adapt that, right? So I think that's going to be a you know basically a recurring theme throughout the rest of this podcast is the, the issue of, you know, trying to continue doing the same thing over and over and over You've again. You've also got to continue yeah. to innovate, which is yeah. so tough. I which, mean, I'm not which like... Which is tough because, I mean, a lot of people, it's hard enough to homeschool as it is. It's right. hard enough to educate as right. it is. And, and then, then we've got to like keep changing it up and <laughs> keep making it fresh and new. And, and I think that's really tough. But mm-hmm. uh, if we realize, you know, we start in the fall, yeah. if you're running it, on a kind it, of a school calendar. Like a, it feels like a two to three month thing. I think that may be why you're seeing this burnout throughout the year. And, right. you know, that kind of that three When month, you need to change it up. Yeah, that two to three month cycle you need to kind of flip it around a little bit so I, I love that concept of you know you start out classical for a couple of months right everything is you know kind of going in your routine mm-hmm. making sure you hit all your boxes and then winter and the holidays come and you dive into you know being snuggly and reading books mm-hmm. and going well maybe we didn't get as much done but we're all reading these great books together and that's great and then by the time the spring comes you know everybody is ready to pursue their interests days are getting longer Right. Depending on what half of the planet you're on, you know, and it's, you know, it's getting warmer. You're, you're coming out of your seasonal anxiety disorder here up here in the north. <laughs> right, right. You're ready to get some vitamin D. Yeah. So, so, and then you have to kind of change that up again. Anyway, I thought that, that was really interesting. And, and I, I think it's, it's an interesting conjecture and we'll watch it as we continue mm-hmm. our homeschooling journey. If we Especially do run through we, every few months, yeah, we do come to a point all year round. So, like, we're, are we going to get burned out every three months? The answer is probably yes. Yeah, yeah. and and maybe that's because you know we just. Well, I mean, in the, by the time the center of the summer hits, even though we are going to year round homeschool, uh, then we're going to want to be at Grandma and Grandpa swimming mm-hmm. in the pool, and we're yeah. all the friends that are off school. She's going to want to play with all those kids, or both our kids are going to want to play with the other kids, and, well, and everybody's this been cooped up, yeah, and now and we can all play. Everyone's going to be vaccinated here in Washington in the next R- couple of months. <laughs> right, right. So, you know. Anyway, I loved that idea of of seasonal. Um, so, so the next one would be the structure, issues of structure. Whether you're right, you're, you're leaving your structure. Have you slowly been diverting from that? Str- that plan, that, right. that daily plan. You went you went into the holidays where things were chaos. You're getting back out of it. Maybe you haven't gone back to the, the structure that you had in the fall. This could be good or bad. Some kids need a looser structure, mm-hmm. and some absolutely thrive on a stricter structure. Yeah. So this is one of those where if you if you don't have your structure correct, yeah, like it can burn you out quickly. Like our kids, we've, you know, we've realized that our oldest is very structure. She loves the structure. And it's important for her to know what's coming up, 
to know that it's predictable things that are going to happen on the you know day to day she's always asking what are we doing now what are we doing now what are we doing you know yeah she wants a plan she wants a plan she wants to know exactly she asks me every night what we're doing the next day yeah and she's like she would if, if i could give her an itinerary she would prefer that we should probably do that Right, that's the kind of. <laughs> I don't want to do that, but you know, at, t- at ten twelve, I will expect you at the at the dinner table. I mean, for she breakfast. Does, she would if I could give her an entire schedule of what yeah. we do the next day. I I guarantee you, she'd love that because she has my brain, and mm-hmm. that just satisfies her. So, so, so another thing that could be uh, a reason on why you might have some burn up. Uh, your curriculum choices are finally catching up to you. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, even you've made choices, and it maybe it wasn't the best choice, and it's starting to divert your. Your choice and the kids' needs are starting to divert. Well, very you know, slowly. you can muddle through unless it was a, a very, very bad mismatch. You might be able to muddle through a curriculum that's not quite working for a while. Yeah. And then at some point, though, the, it's, the Suez Canal gets blocked. Yeah, it's gonna catch <laughs> and up. You with can't you. get through. Right. At some <laughs> point, you might be noticing that you're really stalling. Like, why are all of a sudden we stalling on math? I would say if yeah, you're right. seeing a stall on a particular subject and not a general stall on everything, where everything feels kind of meh, then really look at that and say, like, Ooh, why is my kid fighting so hard about math? But they're still very happy to sit down and do reading yeah. or or other things, right? And then maybe that's like a curriculum problem. Well, and even more so, you know, now we're sort of coming to the end of the year, you know, uh, the school year year. Right. Um, we're in mid-April. Yeah. So school years are going to end sometime in May or early June. I mean, depending on your state. Yeah. I know there's been some talk of doing summer school makeup for the COVID year. I know there's been floating those type of ideas but i haven't seen any that anything like that concrete so maybe like june might be the end right and this is a time where i think that as parents we can burn out because we are starting to feel the pressure of the mm-hmm. end of the school year of assessments coming up if you have to do assessments of end of year portfolios um, we're starting to feel that pressure. We're starting to see the catalogs come out and the spring sales come out and things of what are you going to be doing next year? And this is the time there's banners all over our town. Sign your kid up for kindergarten. Yeah. This is the time when folks are trying to make a decision about what they want to do next year. Do they want to keep homeschooling or or hybrid homeschool, public school or, you know, private or whatever cho- educational choice that, you know, you're going to make for your family. And that's a not not on the kids but on the parents and that's the side where i think we can we can burn out and it translates down into our kids i think we're so close with them you know i know that if i'm having a day where i'm in a funk or i'm stressed i've been very stressed the last couple of weeks about work as we're getting ready to getting ready to end a big project and uh trying to wrap everything up and i know that it has affected the kids we're all here together and I know that they're definitely feeling that. So if we as parents are, are, you know, getting stressed out about the end of the year coming out, that could absolutely translate to our kids struggling through the work as they normally would. Yep, absolutely. Maybe we should do some marketing for the banner in town. Sign your kids up for homeschool. <laughs> homeschool Together podcast. <laughs> See our numbers increase. <laughs> yeah, I want to be public enemy number one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's talk about the ideas and how to get around the burnout. So the first thing, you know, let's talk about focus. You know, you know, we, we get so worried about the now or the things that are coming up this week or worrying about the coming year. Or the assessments at the end of the, the year, all you know, those things. We're always very forward looking. One of the ways to kind of, you know, avoid the burnout is actually, actually to look backwards. 
So how can you do that? So one of the things that you can do for yourself, depending on, you know, kind of your burnout source. I mean, I think that the first thing is see if you cannot figure out why the burnout's happening. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to, to, to diagnose, you know, diagnose it first and then you'll know the right, the right medicine. Right. But if you don't, you can try a few things. One of the things is to, if you can focus on all the achievements, the milestones, right? If you're feeling like, God, the end of the year's coming up and I'm getting concerned about this. I don't know how my kids are going to do on assessments or are they mm -hmm. behind or whatever. You know, look at where they were at the beginning of the year. Look at where you are now. Celebrate the milestones. Celebrate the achievements. Write it down for yourself. Discuss it with your kids. Maybe they're feeling like, gosh, they've been grinding on math for months. And you can say, to them, look where you were at the beginning and mm -hmm. look how far you've come. Just really, we were talking about this before the podcast. This is kind of like hitting a plateau and working out mm -hmm. where, you know, you've been working out sustained and then all of a sudden you hit this plateau and you really lose momentum. Mm -hmm. But if you look about how much stronger you've gotten or the weight you've lost or whatever your goals were and the things you've achieved prior to the plateau, you can be like, oh man, I really have achieved something. It can give you some more oomph to continue on. Yeah. A lot of times we, we lose the perspective. Right. Of, of where That's we've right. come because you know a lot of these a lot of these type of things like if you're working out and you have a weight loss goal or you have a strength goal or if you're doing a homeschool type of thing you know we we are so focused on on the moment to moment and we're doing it for so long like for example with my writing a lot of times you know if i'm writing like in you know a 300 page book you know that takes months to write and you got to like grind eight eight hundred thousand words a day and then all of a sudden magically at the end of 30, 90 days boom you've got a, a novel and, yeah. you know, that's how it happens. And it's this long game. And at first you're like, oh, I only got 8,000 words. And then all of a sudden a month later, you're like, well, I got 22,000 words. And then all of a sudden, oh, I got 80,000 words. And, you know, eventually it just adds and adds and adds. And having that perspective, that's one of the reasons why I like to do a word count to tally. Because I always have that in the front of my mind. That I go, okay, I'm shooting for this word goal. And there it is right there. And it just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. And that makes me just feel really good to know that I'm achieving my goals. Same thing here. Like, I have the, the scoring sheets for the All About Reading on the board. We've taped them up because we put little stars on it. And it's nice for her to, you know, she just likes to put the sticker on there. But for me, I love looking at it because it's kind of like a snake pattern. kind of goes back and forth. And every time we put a new star on there, I look back and go, wow, I put out the All About Reading podcast in episode four, and mm -hmm. I was not having a good time. And now I'm on 20, less than 28, and, and she's killing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And we'll do maybe an update on. Yeah, all we'll about, do an update on our review. Yeah. And, our, and so like something like that, where there's just that visibility. No, every day, you know, I don't have to look at it every day, but periodically I look back and say, oh, wow, well, look at how far we've come. Mm -hmm. Look how well she's doing. Like she's reading the, the first book to you now just for fun. Four stories in a night. Right. Right. We, we couldn't even get through two pages, you know, five months ago. So I always like to keep right. that in perspective. Like, wow, she's reading entire stories in one sitting. And we weren't able to do that five or six you know, months ago. So having those type of moments where you look back and go, man, we've accomplished a lot. Maybe I shouldn't be so frustrated in the moment. And beyond just accomplishments or milestones that have been hit, to, to take stock of the memories that mm -hmm. you've made, right? So for your kids, they may not be as motivated by the fact that they can read better or that they've you know, progressed so much in math. Maybe that's not the thing for them. But remembering that 
We love homeschooling. Remember when we did this? Remember when we took off for a day and we went to the zoo? Remember when we did that great science experiment and we got baking soda all over the kitchen? Right, whatever it was, uh, you know, don't forget the memories mm-hmm. because you know, looking back at projects like the, like or the snake, art, the snake thing this week where we were playing, pretending to be rattlesnakes, and the, both girls were hiding behind the couch, and I'd be like, "There's a snake in my boot," and they would jump up and <laughs> oh, they were so shake excited. their little, you know, rattlesnake tails that were. <clears throat> my my socks with Easter eggs inside and rice and filled, with, filled rice. with rice and so they were having a blast and like I think we'll look back on that and go wow I, I remember that when we did the rattlesnake thing right remember it, this is about remembering how far you've come and how much fun homeschooling is it, you know in those times when you and or your children are feeling like you can't see the forest for the trees so the next one something that's happening right now I think with a lot of homeschooling parents because the deals are coming in you're starting to plan for the next year you're in the you know, you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for this year. The idea of all of a sudden you're starting to get hot on next year's stuff. And yeah. you start to really not be interested. I'm having in next year-itis. I'm doing it my, myself. So the idea of just put the catalogs down. Right. This is the time when everybody starts to plan for next year. Mm-hmm. You start to try to figure out what you're going to do next year, what curriculum you're going to do, how you're going to do some combination, because Lord knows we're all going to do some sort look, of combination. You're looking for that great deal for the All About Reading next right, year. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> I just bought the next level of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I wanted to get it in advance before everyone started wanting and because we had so many backlogs trying to get curriculums last year, and the curriculum sales or spring sales going on at Blossom and Root and Build Your Library and all over the place, and you're feeling this pressure. Yeah. to and and the desire to look ahead and while that's not a bad thing and you know by all means we have ad- to you have to plan soon, right yeah. and we've taken advantage of sales as well um on things we knew we wanted to do uh but just don't don't be so focused on what's coming up that you're not you're not present with what's happening now because that's it's so easy especially if you start polling your kids about are you really liking this program we're doing? Do you really want to do this different program and things? And it, that's a time where it can get, um, you know, the what do we always say? Like the jade sets in. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's jaded. Never get jaded because, you know, it sets in. You can't get rid of it. It's hard to go back, right? Yeah. You know, the grass is greener thing, right? So, oh, um, yeah, we're going to finish this year with this program. And next year we're moving to this super cool old yeah, whatever. something different where you're transitioning. Right. And so it's hard to finish where you're at. So just... If you if you can fin- finishing is a, is a common problem with most people, um, right? It's you know, hard to finish. It's hard to finish. You know, it's really easy to push the you know the ball eighty ninety percent there, but pushing it across the line is is a hard thing to do, and it's a hard skill to learn. And that's not an it's not something that that comes naturally. I think you know come you know getting to the end of the year, you can easily burn out because you're kind of in cruise control. Mm-hmm. You're just going through the rhythms. Yeah, it's all downhill. It's all downhill. You're getting to the end of it. Especially oh, if you're if you're yeah. you know school Workbooks year. are getting thinner and <laughs> <laughs> if you're school year homeschoolers, you're not ra- year round, you know, you you start your curriculums in the fall, you end them, you know, in early summer. The trip to Hawaii is rapidly approaching. <laughs> yeah, you're just like white knuckling it till the end. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's and I'm very thing. and I'm very certain teachers have the same thing, right? Oh, they gosh, know teachers the, totally you know, their do. summers are, are is coming. Um, they can maybe sort of wind down a little bit, and yeah, I'm sure there's that. You know, oh, I just want to get to June. I just want to get done. You know, and, and be done with the year and have a have a have my time back. You know, like listen, I would love to just curl up and read a book all day long and not have to like read, we all? read a thousand books and do a bunch of math programs and reading programs. I mean, yeah, it's I do it every day, right? 
you know, I would love to just go out and play and let them play outside all day long, but I know I got to get some stuff done. We got to get them back in the house. Got to get them educated. Right. So well, I totally get that. But that leads into our next thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this is a balance. You Sometimes need a break. You just take a break. Right? Yeah. If it's really not working, if you if you know that you know, hey, it's not a curriculum problem. Mm-hmm. We've got good curriculum. It works for my kids. It's not a problem of you know one of the other issues we've talked about. They might just need a break. Everybody needs a break. Right now is the time, we were talking about this before we recorded too, that this is a very long stretch here without a holiday. Yeah, like at least in the U.S. In the U.S. US. We don't get a lot of major holidays. Um, They tend to be grouped in the summer time frame, a little bit in the early fall, and then heavily in the winter. Right, and in this spring time frame, there's not there's not a, there's not a five, lot five months or so. There's spring break for for public school students, so maybe you have your own homeschool spring break. Maybe you don't take it on the same week, <laughs> so you can enjoy the zoo and other things without other people. Exactly. But um, you know, take a break. Don't don't feel like you can't take a break. Lay down the work. Enjoy the start of good weather. You know, go to the zoo, a museum, the park, whatever you feel comfortable with in your area. Don't feel like taking a break is somehow you know that you know you're defeated or you've lost ground right or you've lost ground just take a break and 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 i think you know what goes hand in hand with this is don't let the school year define you Mm -hmm. right we're homeschoolers we don't have to stick to the public school schedule if you not that you have if you don't want to be year-round homeschoolers that's fine too but don't feel like public school ends on june 11th so i must end on june 11th well i, I need the five-year-olds working out in the fields in the summer <laughs> i got time for this so if you want to take two weeks off because that's what you need for your family and your exactly. sanity yeah. to take a break and regroup and come back strong and rebuild the excitement then then do that do do what's needed and don't feel i i feel bad when we we miss a day i mean i, I know sometimes family will come to visit or something and mm. we'll miss that week sometimes i feel like oh man we, we lost a week of ground and then i'm like no they had a week of enjoyment with their grandparents that they haven't gotten to see and now they're vaccinated and they did and like i'm letting it go yeah you know it, it's fine they're gonna be fine that is a also an enriching time and play is so stimulating for kids oh, yeah. that you know just days where they don't have any responsibility except to just play and imagine and live outside is you know it really can help to refocus like we've been taking advantage of maybe the, the next item here uh, maybe do school outside mm-hmm. you know get outside i know for us we've had a very unseasonably warm period of time here very beautiful here in the pacific northwest um, we don't normally get these type of not in warm April. bursts in April. Normally we're, we're still in the rain. Maybe it's a little cooler, maybe on a sunny day, but we were warm. Like kids were outside in bathing suits today running yeah. around sprinklers. <laughs> it was, it was warm and it's not, it's not normal, but I saw this coming out and I said, man, I got to get these kids outside. This is the first burst of really beautiful mm-hmm. weather we've had for the year. Let's get them outside. Let's get them having fun. And that is something we've done. And, and even the homeschooling stuff, like for the last two days, I've brought it downstairs, closer to being outside. So we don't have to go and you know go up to the bonus room and do the whole school thing out there. I brought it downstairs. I even you know pulled out all the Duplos, dumped them all out, threw the two-year-old in the middle of it, occupied her for like 40 minutes, and I did my math and my reading lesson with my oldest so that I didn't have to do it later in the day when she was taking a nap. So the five-year-old would you know, get the opportunity to get outside more and mm-hmm. have a little bit more outs- outside time. So yeah. we were able to do it. Like I actually brought homeschool in, 
downstairs. We did it early in the morning so that she can then get outside when it's super sunny. And, you know, feel free to do school outside. We did a picnic for dinner picnic one for night dinner. one night this week because we, we could, and that she was al- lovely in the She backyard. also wanted, you know, for the, the kitchen classroom, it was grilling. So we grilled outside again. We ate dinner outside. We ate dinner outside multiple times this week. Right, yeah, because we could and do, things like that really change it up. Feel free to do school outside. Go to the park. Pack up your books. Let the kids play for a bit. Come back, give them a snack, do some school, then let them kick them back out and let them go play some more. I mean, if you've got good weather, take advantage of it. Don't Definitely. feel like we have to be cooped up inside because we're doing quote unquote school. Especially if, if, if the good weather comes during a burnout period, where, oh, right. which for us kind of happened. Yeah, um, that's exactly what happened. Next thing is maybe just take a day off and play a bunch of games. That's an idea. You know, as we're game schoolers and we enjoy yeah. playing games, maybe just take a day or two off. Like, for example, the other day, um, the our oldest had... Uh, a really good Monday, Tuesday. Mondays tend to be filled with the preschool, mm-hmm. and I and I don't get as much done then as I, I you know I would like to, but that's just normal. But she was able to kill it that afternoon, and then on Tuesday is my we have a day off, and we just were able to you know knock out homeschooling really strong. And I was actually we were way ahead for the week, and so on Wednesday I kind of just took it easy. We played a couple, we did play a couple games. I read a bunch to her, and we just kind of took it off from the reading and math and. Mm-hmm. I just read her a bunch of books. We sat down, we cuddled on the couch, and it was a lot of fun. It was different. And even for me, to be able to sit there and just say, I'm not going to do math and reading today. I'm just going to do books. It did take a little you know, a little weight off my shoulders because math and reading is, is an intensive thing. It it's, is. And you know, out of all the subjects, it is the most important thing at this age that I'm, I'm doing with her. I mean, I, I mean reading is important. Obviously, reading to her is important, but I'm trying to get these skills into her. But if you could come up with yeah. two subjects that are best served by game schooling, it's going to be reading and math. <laughs> reading and math, right? Yep. Those are the two subjects. The amount of games that involve pick pick your flavor of math, right? Yeah. They're in all games, and then reading, depending on the level of your reader, right? Reading cards, reading game boards. I mean, there's all kinds of things. So. I think that those are just such both areas that are so well served by games. Go ahead and embrace the games. Just, you know, when your kid wakes up in the morning and they're like, oh, we're going to do school, send them over to the closet and say, pick out a whole host of games. Mm-hmm. We're going to play games today. We're going to sit around in our pajamas and we're going to read books. We're going to dive into books. And I mean, just feel free. That's the freedom that we have. We don't we don't have to stick to this, you know, rigid schedule. And going one step further maybe the idea would be to push in a unit study. You yeah. know, take advantage of a unit study for the next one, two, three weeks mm-hmm. on something that that student is super interested in. Um, pick out a bunch of books, get some movies, get some games, you know, whatever that subject is, dinosaurs, Egypt, It could be an impromptu whatever. unit study. Yes. Maybe you don't know what it is. Maybe the kids wake up on a Monday morning and you say, you know what, kids, we're going to do a unit study for the next three weeks. What do you want to learn about? We're going to go, I'm going to get some books from the library. We're going to watch some videos you know, we'll do some cooking, whatever it is, let them dictate. We happen to make a curriculum. Uh, We happen to end one curriculum and start another one right as our slump hit. Mm -hmm. And that was terrifically, we we rebounded really well from that. Yeah. Because we were, we were just, we were slowing down. We were losing momentum at the end of Blossom and Early Years Volume 2. And right then we started studying countries and boom, we were right back up again in a matter of weeks. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is we, you know, in the last few, few, about few weeks, we've, we've actually implemented a number of these things because there was this slump. I kind of 
kind of got slowed down at the early March. We were kind of, for some weird reason, very busy. And I was feeling a little overwhelmed. I just wasn't into it. Maybe I had a day off or something like that. You know, it just, it was, it was always on. And I just didn't feel like it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't motivated. It was, tr- it was difficult. Blossom Root was kind of getting too easy and there wasn't really a lot to do, you know, on a day-to-day basis. It was really just math reading, math reading, math reading, reading books, reading books, you know, nothing really structured. And I kind of felt like that. And we, I said, hey, let's just get going on the, the Blossom and, you know, the Build Your Library torchlight combo. Let's, you got it done. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So and we that ended- just picked us right, you know, it took us about two weeks to kind of like flip over. And yeah. it's been wonderful. Since I think then. we ended like one week early because we just yeah. didn't see value. That's the other thing too. As much as, you know, finishing things is important and trying to get the momentum to finish, sometimes it's okay to let it go. We did not yeah. finish the last, was it, week or two weeks of the earlier's volume yeah, it two. Was, it was the same composer, and, same same artist. It wasn't that big of a deal. Who cares we, we had, that we missed the end of it? it like yeah. it, I, I wanted to, I was like, we're so close to finishing it. And you were like, what what do we it's not like we get a prize for finishing it right there's, we're basically done you know it's like pick yeah. out the last couple books we're supposed to read let's read them to her this weekend and then let's get into something new and and you know i i was kind of like i felt this tension because i had planned it right mm-hmm. i had planned and i was getting books and things and you were like what's what rule says we have to finish this and that was really eye-opening for me was that we didn't have to finish it we could just say yeah. You know what? We're done. We're just gonna we're gonna change it up. We're gonna yeah, do something different. It's not like we ended at seventy five percent. We ended at like ninety eight percent. Right. It's <laughs> we true. Like but right even if we end. had ended at seventy five percent, what does it really matter? It's true. Like if you were not ready to finish, it's okay. You know, we talked about getting you know the the virtue of finishing, but sometimes maybe it's not necessary to finish. Maybe your learner is you know blowing through a bunch of stuff, and you're not having sort of a there's not like I have to do these next five modules and then I'm done. And if I don't do those, I didn't cover, you know, multiplication. R- that right. wasn't the case here. It was just right. It was just to be hard with a reading yeah. or math curriculum. Yeah, what are I'm the next seven? That. What are the next seven books we have to read? Oh, okay, let's move on. Right. That was really what it is. To I've done already done Van Gogh. I've already done, you know, Beethoven or wh- whoever it was. I let's move on. We're done. Yeah, yeah. If it's not if it's not a subject that's building, then feel free to just just leave it it's okay so another thing that people are talking about is doing a little marie condoing of your <laughs> not of your, marie condoing <laughs> not marie Kondo. no she only wants you to keep like five books i can't i can't no. i i love me with some marie condo but i can't just she she has like she would see our book wall and i think she'd have a heart attack <laughs> so i just can't deal with that but yeah so some some spring cleaning this mm. is a great time when we've been cooped up this is when your art projects and art pieces and all kinds of things have started to accumulate in your homeschool room. This and you, isn't... we all have that space where it's just like, I'll oh, just toss the artwork over there. Right. <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> has one of these spaces or whatever pro- science projects or things. It's like, yeah, you've got a space where it starts to collect. Wherever you do your homeschool, whether you do it in your dining room or you have a dedicated room or your road schooling, whatever, it's a great opportunity to clean out toss some stuff you don't need anymore or file it away for your assessment. This is a great time to get your assessment stuff ready, first of all, if you're feeling that pressure coming. But maybe re- redecorate. Maybe put up some new posters. Right? It doesn't for, have to be expensive. For me, it's the redecorating. I, you know, We were just saying that you know, we've done a number of these things to get out of our slump. And for me, one of those things was redecorating. 
right around our homeschool space, we kind of had to bring in a new shelf because we're doing some, we did some beautiful work in our living room <laughs> and it, a six month, a four month project finally finished. But um, it, I had to put in a new shelf and in, into the homeschool room and it gave me a, an area to put my books and put all my manipulatives. And it felt so good to get them off our little table in there and get them onto like a shelf just to the left of me. I like, it felt like the space was revitalized. And so, and all I did was move things literally like 24 inches. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like very, oh, and I brought a waste basket from the other side of the room right next to me because the all about reading, you get some, you get a lot of paper coming out of that. There's thing. a lot so of scraps. A lot of scraps that you're cutting up or you're, you're having to throw stuff away. Being, bringing that little waste bin and then moving all my materials over onto the little side on the little kind of shelf was, I mean, it just, it fixed my whole space. It gave me more room. Like I felt like we were getting a little cluttered and I felt a little claustrophobic where I was teaching. And well, and, and the kids feel that too. Yeah, they absolutely do. And like if they're looking at the table and it's just filled with stuff, you know, obviously it could probably bring in mm-hmm. a little anxiety there. So absolutely look about, look, look into cleaning, maybe even just cleaning your house, like purging stuff. I, I know on, you know, what I do on a day on a weekly basis, I, I have a lot of checklists. Ariel knows that I love checking things off. One of the things is I have three hours a week where I have to clean stuff, either throw stuff away, improve the house, beautification, whatever it might be. I spend three hours a week just doing that. And I found that to be very helpful in just keeping the area clean, keeping it very sane and, and, and not feeling cluttered and losing control, especially as a, you, know, you come into this room and you know outside you hear the screaming and yelling and, and, and the kids swinging from the chandeliers <laughs> and everything. I, I do like to keep it kind of clean. Because if I lose control of the space, I lose control of, you know, my control on the situation. I start to get a little upset and, you know, quick, well, quick temper work. and all that type of stuff. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't. One of the things that you can do with the re- redecorating, so it's organization, which is what you're talking about. You can also... Clean your homeschool room. Ha- you can also just change it up, right? You can pull yeah. down the posters and things you have on the wall, put up new things. Mm-hmm. Your kids, we, we had our kids take all of the extra blankets and pillows and giant stuffed animals that they had and make themselves a cozy reading corner, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you do something like that. I mean, we didn't spend any money on that. We literally had extra blankets and things. Find s- something you want to add a feature to your homeschool room or a way you want to change it up or, or move some furniture around in that room or whatever it is that you want to do to somehow, you know, make it fresh and involve your kids in that. And they can get that sense of, that kind of like a, it's like a mini restart to their year. And that's exciting too. Next idea is one that I really like is bringing in the substitute teacher and allowing the homeschool parent to go on a long vacation to Europe. That's <laughs> Is that what it says? That's not what it says. No. That's, that's what mine says. No, you're not going on a vacation booze. Sorry. My, my notes say Matt gets an entire daddy, a dadcation. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the idea is... Leveraging spoilers, we always have notes. That's how we keep on task. <laughs> uh, leveraging your your partner or your um, you know your grandparents yeah. or it's an aunt and uncle or well, and this is something you've done, right? And this is you know can you yeah. you you were struggling with the reading. Not that she wasn't she was doing okay at it, but she I wasn't just, looking I, forward to it. Well, the thing was, you know, you spend about thirty or forty minutes reading. And then you spend 30 or 40 minutes doing the, the math homework. And then you do a little bit extra. And then there's a little bit of quiet time. And I and I wanted just a little bit more review. And I just, I don't think my five-year-old wanted to look at my face anymore <laughs> with respect to <laughs> all about reading. And 
it was really nice that you know you do a lot of reading with her in the evening and it's it's an, it's an amazing thing that you take on and we we brought in the the all about reading book that she's finished there, there's a bunch of these really like, nice there's three volumes yeah there's three the volumes one. of the hardbound book that the, the child's reading every every week or every other week they're little short stories like five six seven pages long and we brought that into her bedroom and you ask her to read those to you at night and that's been a great way and i think i've seen a lot of growth from that because she's showing you what she can do right she's showing me her mastery and and i'm helping her and it's in a low pressure environment right she knows when she's sitting there with you mm -hmm. it's time to do a lesson it's yeah, it's work. she needs to she needs to be focused and work on it when she's reading with me i've seen the case where she at first when we started reading the stories yeah. she she wasn't really into it and i said well just show me what you know and i'll help you with what you don't and i made it a very low pressure thing and then she did now she's at the point where she reads one story and then i say okay great now i'm ready to read to you and she goes no 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 mommy we'll read another story and then she finishes just one more she's so excited to show me even when she's struggling with something th that she's what we wanted to see is that momentum of her wanting to read on her own. And this mm -hmm. is how we've started to see it. So if you're struggling with math or you're struggling with something else, bring the other parent in, try to bring another parent in. Sometimes we, you know, when our, our child is now able to see grandma, we will pack up some things and send it with her mm -hmm. and say, grandma will do the math lesson. And you know, it's really amazing how well that goes. Just kind of, sometimes you got to delegate to somebody else for a little bit and have a substitute just to make things fresh again. So it's an idea. Next thing, kind of short, we've already talked about it a little bit, but changing up your routine. And this is not necessarily the curriculum you're using or what you're doing, but this is the structure of your day. Maybe try to like change up, you know, when you do your homeschooling. I know mm -hmm. this is a big change for us from the last, I don't know, about three or four months ago. We lost the morning nap with the older one, with the younger one, and we've had to move our homeschooling to the afternoon, which proved to be very beneficial for us. It actually ended up being better. Yeah. It actually, be it ended up being better. It gave us a little bit more time in the morning to do fun things together. You know, it's kind of a trio. Maybe you need to change it up a little bit. Maybe you need to split something out. Maybe do math in the morning, reading in the afternoon. Do something different. Maybe like trying to change it up and be very thoughtful about what you're, you know, what change you're trying to bring into that routine. The routine that the kid is dependent on on a daily basis maybe there's some change there that would be really really good um that maybe break up that kind of that funk mm -hmm. i i found that if you know if you break up a ta a large task over the day it's easier to to bite off so maybe you do your your math in the morning reading in the afternoon do all your you know your, your reading exercises in the afternoon and then you do all your light reading in the in the evening when it's fun it's light and you're you know, maybe getting ready for bed you may be able to break up your whole day and have a little bit more time to have more fun during the, the meat of the day. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, playing with your routine when everything, you know, are, is going fairly well, it's difficult because you don't want to rock the boat. So messing around with your routine when everything is already not working, it's a great time to experiment. Because mm -hmm. what's the worst that you're going to do, right? If if you're kind of having fights with your kids and they don't really want to do things and everybody's in this in this funk change change it up the worst it could be is still a funk yeah. <laughs> right it's one of those things where you know when it's going pretty well and you know you're getting 80 percent, you feel like it's going well you're almost afraid to make too many changes because yeah. you, you like well I'm, I'm most of the way there maybe i could do things a little bit better but i kind of don't want to rock that boat so yeah if you're in a slump change it up and what's the worst that could happen the next idea would be the idea of getting the work done 
and then the play mentality. So get the work done, then we play. And this may be a way to kind of, you know, reinvigorate yourself um, as the teacher and also the student as well, knowing that when you, you guys can be very focused, get the work done, be very, you know, that kind of that deep focus and with the great reward of play. And this may, may require you to be a little bit more playful, get on the ground, wrestle, play, have fun, get outside, run around with your kids, play tag, Mm -hmm. you know, engage with them in the physicalness so that they know, well, the play is not just me off, you know, in the corner playing with my little people. It's mom or dad are going to be running around with me and really getting into the, the idea of playing and running and chasing and, 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 you know, maybe you're a monster at the tea party or something like that. <laughs> We've been doing some fun, uh, Godzilla stuff, uh, with, with my oldest right now. She's kind of into Godzilla doing like some fun things with that might be a way to kind of draw out some interest. You know, we're always trying to make homeschooling fun. And so sometimes it's like, okay, well, we're going to do a little bit of reading and then Mm -hmm. we're going to do a little bit of this and we'll play for a bit. And then we're going to come back and do our science. And, you know, we're trying to not make it overwhelming, but depending on the age of your learner, you may say, Hey, look, I know you're not super into this right now, but get it done. And then we're going to go have a good time. I know when I was in college, this was my big thing. Every Friday night, I worked like the Dickens on my homework. And I worked the whole evening. I didn't go out because I wanted to get all of my stuff done. So I didn't have to worry about it the rest of the whole weekend. And on Sunday night, when everyone was stressing about going to school on Monday morning, trying to get all their assignments done, I didn't have anything. And I got to just really relax and enjoy myself. And so sometimes, you know, if, if your student's old enough to really grasp that, you know, our five and a half year old's not going to be, but if they're, you have an older student, like, Hey, look, I know you're not into it, but get it, you know, wake up as early in the morning as you want to do some things independently. If you can get done what you can. And then the rest of the day is yours. Or if you have a younger child, we're going to do something really fun. Like I'm going to play with you and you know, that kind of thing. So just maybe a mentality shift more than anything last one we have here is maybe something we kind of mentioned before but ignore the school calendar and you know kind of move at your own schedule this is a great little thing you can do especially if you are willing to be an all-year-round homeschooler and if you know that hey I, i i don't have to work on nine months of the year i got 12 and knowing that you have 12 months gives you a little bit more space or a little bit more opportunity to take breaks a little bit more opportunity to go chase those unit studies and have a little bit more fun shut it down for a few days and play some games because you know hey i got an extra three three months that i can use to get all my work done or all the all the you know the things done that i want to achieve or if your student's moving faster than what what you know what they want maybe you take a couple weeks off as a reward for that you know things like that are great ways to kind of uh, alleviate that stress take advantage of the whole year don't be constrained Sometimes constraints can make us feel anxiety and fear and have that burnout. And if we can remove those artificial constraints, we might be able to feel like we're a little bit more loose, a little bit more free. So, Right. You know, one of the things, too, is even if you don't want to be a year-round homeschooler, like let's say that you want to follow the school schedule because of, uh, you know, the rest of the kids are going to be out and they're going to play and all these things. That's great. You don't have to finish you know, whatever the curriculum is for whatever grade, quote unquote, that your child is in, you don't have to finish that by June. You could say, well, we got three quarters of the way through it. And mm-hmm. when the fall comes, we're going to pick up and finish the last quarter and then we're going to go on. Like right now we're starting the kinder, 
kinder uh, program, and it's April. Right. 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 And I'm not. Gonna and she's be... not going to start kindergarten the um, the parent partnership kindergarten until September, and so we're right. we're getting a head head start on that. And this program is supposed to finish when she's in the summer between kinder and first, mm-hmm. but now I've decided to. Uh, add a few more things in uh, throughout uh, throughout the year. We want to do some holidays around the world and some different things. Now it's going to push, and we're not going to finish this kindergarten study until she's part of the way into first grade. And that's okay. It's fine. Right. It's it's really fine. It's there's no there's no requirement that you finish all of the curriculum by the end of this quote unquote school year, even if you don't intend to school through the summer. Mm-hmm. So just take that pressure off of yourself. If you've made an expectation that you don't have to meet. I mean, I'm not saying we're not saying to ignore your goals. I mean, goals mm-hmm. are important and we've talked about smart goals and how to achieve things, but also realizing when there's, there's not enough benefit there and, and maybe just changing it up. It's also a good way to go. We hope this podcast helped you with, you know, understanding where the burnout comes from, why it happens. And then maybe hopefully we gave you a bunch of ideas on how to change it up. We ourselves went through burnout. We, uh, we, tried a number of these you know, we're gonna go through burnout again yeah. i mean it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, of course and we 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 tried a number of these methods and we have come out i think out of the burnout and we are doing a lot better a lot more motivated a lot more energetic um, i don't feel the grind as like i used to um, i'm feeling a lot more invigorated i think i see that in both my both my learners um, it's been a lot of fun and i don't and you know i got through it so if you're feeling that burnout at home I, I empathize with you. I know exactly what you're feeling. Get through it. Change it up a little bit. Try some of these methods. See if they work for you. If they don't, try something else. But there's there's a path there for you. You just need to find the dirt path again. So just keep walking diagonally through the woods until you reach <laughs> the, you reach your target destination. But So we want to end this the way we always do it. What, what are we into? And we're going to focus on the little one right, for this for this time period. Yeah, well, it's kind of it's kind of a both well it's some well yeah it's something we noticed with the little one and she's been really into clips and she's what 22 months now 22 months she's gonna be 23 months here at the end of the month and she will (laughs) her little alex honnold climbing free solo climbing uh routine every time you say that it just like i know my heart shudders everyone needs to go watch the clip of the boulder problem and feel the anxiety of watching watching that man two thousand feet up off the ground i just can't even um so you go, we've been noticing that she climbs up on top of her high chair. <laughs> we, we know she's very safe because she's, she doesn't fall, but she's all perched up there just so that she can get access to her clips and clip the clips. Yeah, she loves the belt clips. She loves the belt clips and doing it over and over and over again. And I was like, well, here, I just pick her up and I put her down and she can get access through it under. But she just didn't like that. She liked to be perched up there and looking down and playing with it. And I, all of a sudden I was like, Man, it, there's got to be some sensory tool that mm-hmm. has these type of clips. These are just your typical pinch release clips. I yeah, think we the all three have prong. Yeah, the three prong. I think we all have them. If you look at your high chair, I'm sure I'm sure they have that. They're very common for the baby carriers as well. And she loves to do the baby and carrier so snaps. So you went out and found a clip. The one of the first one you got was um zippers and buttons and So yeah, and that one's more complicated. It's a buckle more, pillow and it's got it's got clips we'll, of various types. We'll put the link in the show notes so you can see what we're talking about, but it's got a bunch of different things and she wasn't into that. Well, she just yet. Yeah. She just wanted the three-prong clips. 
And then I think you went to. I w- ended up being. I ended up thrifting, and I found yeah. a a whale. I found a whale that had on its underside of its body five clips, and they were all in matching colors. Yeah. And so she's really taken to that. Um, but it's not just the three prong clips; it's also like a button clip. So if you imagine that. As you clip it, this little button appears in the middle, and then you depress that, and then you can release it. Right, it's like every other is that. So she really likes that. One of the things we noticed about it is funny enough that we got the 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 buckle pillow has got a a lacing string and zippers and um, a carabiner and Velcro and some a bunch of different things, Um, and that was like a little bit too much for her. And Mm -hmm. she's really into the whale. But the thing that we've noticed is that our older likes the buckle pillow. She does. Because it's it's something sensory that she can do while she's like listening to reading or um, something else where she kind of needs to do something with her hands, but mm-hmm. we need her to sit still. It's really great for that because it's got all of these different, I mean, she'll sit in the car as clip, we're, clip, and clip, she's clip. clipping and zipping and she loves it. And it's really meant for a, it's meant to be a sensory toy more than anything. I don't mm-hmm. think it's really meant to be for toddlers, but it, it's perfect. And it actually ends up being perfect for our learner too. So we'll link the ones that we got in the show notes and you can see. Um, but if you've got a kid who loves to fidget and that kind of thing, we have found these are pretty, I, mean, I find myself fidgeting with them sometimes uh, when I'm just sitting there. So yeah, it's what our family's uh, into right now. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling. Do, 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 do. Homeschool funk you up. Homeschool funk you up. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> no? I'm not sure why I keep you around. <laughs> it's the homeschool funk song. You're in a funk. Doom. Doom. <laughs> You're so silly. Julio, get the stretch. <laughs> I got whiteboards and manipulatives. Kiss me, I'm so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there might be a chance that we could just do homeschool parody songs? Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, Maybe we get some. You're tone deaf, so I don't think that's a good idea. I'm I'm tone deaf on the high register. I'm not on the low. Like I can hear me low. Right. Yeah, like low, I'm really good, but it's all on the high because I got the hearing thing. Mm -hmm. I can't hear myself. We'll call it that. I think you can hear it just fine. You can hear me when I sing in, in my register, so you can't. Well, I mean, everybody hears cats screeching and Shut up. <laughs> so mean. Uh, that's and it. I vote you off my island. And scene. <laughs>